This episode of First Encounter contains spoilers for the video game Final Fantasy VII. If you've not played this game, first off, what are you doing? Don't be like me. And second, go play it instead of listening to us. If you'd like to follow along, listen to the end of the episode for where we play to next, as well as how you can get in touch with us. We would also like to take a second to say that we are in no way affiliated with Square. We're just a couple of guys trying to have fun with a cool video game. I'm, not, I'm just like not thinking clear at all right now. I'm so upset. I hate that they give me this big fight and I'm just like trying to mentally deal with the fact that I just got... I'm like going through all the stages of grief right now and I'm at anger at the moment. I don't even know what I just unequipped because I'm so upset. Fuck. Dude, I'm not... This is not okay. Stop looking at me. Stop looking at me when I cry, damn it. Can I help you? Welcome to the First Encounter 3D Experience. Now in 4D, including smell. Coming from the right, the left, all around you. Dolby Digital. <laughs> Just fucking that aggressive noise at the theater that always blows my eardrums out before a movie. Hey! How you doing, pumpkin? Awful. Just awful. Yeah? Yeah, today was not good. I mean, we got, we got that... Good, good. Oh, we got too much of it. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Back it up. Back that good, good out of there. <laughs> I don't want the good, good. Well, first of all, Chris, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, beverages we're imbibing. What, uh, what did you got there? Got a nice cup of deep black coffee. Same. I, I It's your coffee. You'll, you'll have to describe what you bought. Uh, It's like Folgers brand. It's nothing special. <laughs> Best part of waking up. Some dude in your... Hmm. Mm, bring it home. Save it. Cup. <laughs> Lovely. Excellent. So, we touched some Final Fantasy. We did. We opened up Final Fantasy. We touch space tilde backslash dot bash RC. It's been a while <laughs> since I've opened a bash profile. I use the SH now. You'll, anyway, you lost me. Uh, touch is a command line. I uh, yeah, literally yeah, couldn't mind. care less. Never mind. That's fair. Uh, yeah, we we touched some Final Fantasy today. Went on a journey. Uh, let's let's give some quick highlights here. Yeah. First, archaeology, big A plus from me. Two thumbs up. Uh, boating, that came before archaeology, but that's fine. It was in there. We had a good time. Uh. New party members, tried them out, threw yeah, them around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a new summons. It's a good day. Got some uh, key items. Yeah. Real high notes. We're just riding here. Riding here, yeah. I mean, it all seemed to be going absolutely my way. May have ridden them a little too far into the ground. I might have gotten too close to the sun, would you mm, say? I would say. I definitely uh, Icarus a little bit. So Let's uh, back it up here, though, and uh, and, and talk. Take it, take it from the beginning, as one does when they're telling a story. So last episode, Aerith visited us in a dream sequence um, from the sleeping forest outside of the lost city of the ancients. Uh, Kind of ran quickly over her plan of pursuing Sephiroth solo because only an ancient or Cetra, I think she said, could do it. Um, See last week's episode for more details. More details. (laughs) Um, That being, uh, we were like, yeah, cool, Aerith. Let's go find Vincent and uh, Yuffie (laughs) and did that. This week, uh, picked up after uh, grabbing Yuffie and storing her immediately in the party. Um, so, did some quick equipping, did some uh, some materia movement, and uh, decided to try out our new found Yuffie and Vincent by getting directly in the tiny Bronco and not having any random encounters for quite some time. Uh, 
We boated around a little bit more than necessary. And we're back on the ocean. Yeah. I'm sure this won't be. <laughs> no, I know where I'm going. All right. Where are we going? Uh, I'm going to try to find that bone village again. Um, here's the problem. Don't remember where it is. And I don't want you to help me this time. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just trying to actually get these fucking controls to work right. Sure. So to turn right, I use the left trigger. Yep. To turn left, I use the right bumper. I don't know what the problem is. Seems like you got it. No, 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 no problem. Seems like it's working fine. No problem here. So I think, all right, so there's Gold Saucer. <laughs> Let's just head right back up to Dio. Um, do I have to go up the river or can I go up the landmass a little bit more? You can do whatever the hell you want. No, I can't. I, can, I cannot do literally what you I want to do. You expressly said, do not help me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having fun though? Like That's all that matters. Yeah. Hey, Nibelheim and my uh, trusty steed, steed, <laughs> my six, our iron horse. Mm. What? Don't like that. I don't know why. There's no, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, all right. This isn't the way I want to go. In well, terms sure of how I want it. Well, in terms of how I wanted to get there, it's not the way I wanted to go, but it is the direction I wanted to head in. If that makes sense. I think so. Like, I wanted to Are head north, but it? I wanted to go straight up this channel, and it does not let you. No. And I'm like... <laughs> Why would it? Yeah, it's like, it like, fuck you, dude. I, I, I knew where we were going. Like, I was like, I'm going to go check out the Bone Village. The last time, you know, the guy gave me some good, good, good advice. He was like, hey, this is where you need to go. I was like, let's just go back there. Uh, this time, however, I was tempted by the devil himself in the form of in-game gambling, which is a nightmare for me always. We get to the... Uh, bone village, if you will. I will. <laughs> and uh, talk to the initial uh, guy who uh, we screamed, where's Sephiroth at last time. This time we have the equally fantastic dialogue of, where's Aerith? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Did you see Aerith? Um, the other dialogue options were, what you doing? <laughs> and what was the top one? Where's the city of the, or, yeah, where's the city of the ancients? Welcome to Bone Village, a town for nature lovers. What do you want? Where's the city of the ancients? Do you know where Aerith is? What are you doing? <laughs> do you know where Aerith is? <laughs> this is just fucking, this is just a treat, left, right, and center. Yeah, it's just good. Do you know why I headed here? Because last time he gave us explicit marching orders and I was like, let's see what else happens. <laughs> These guys very helpful. Uh, let's start with what are you doing? What are you doing? Excavating is great. It's like a history of the planet told in the land. Where is the city of the ancients? The city of the ancients? Oh, you must mean the forgotten city. This is what we call good get. <laughs> I, I, I did it, mean that, but I, take I guess it, fuck me. I take it back. <laughs> Do you know where Aerith is? Are you talking about that girl? I warned her, but she went into the sleeping forest anyway. Thanks, dude. Fuck this guy. Doesn't tell you where it is. Doesn't tell you anything about it. It's like, okay, cool. Next, I decided, what you doing? And he's like, oh, excavating's the shit. I love it. Nothing else. Cool. Where is Aerith? Oh, you mean that girl in the pink that came through here? Nothing else. <laughs> Excellent. Love to hear it. Fucking great. We know we're on the right path. 
at least. Yeah, it seemed like this was the right area to be. Um, so I decided to go over to the other gentleman who I believe previously only sold you items. Uh, now you you have the option of buying and selling like an item shop, but also excavating. Hell yeah. Boy, am I in for an excavation. Uh, listener, I don't know if you know this about your old pal Han, but... I'm a big fan of History Channel and Science Channel uh, garbage fringe theory science shows. I Science in the strictest of quotes, but uh, Ancient Aliens, uh, Oak Island, anything like that. I'm just a huge, huge fan. Here's your disclaimer from Chris saying that archaeology and excavating are not fringe uh, science. Very much alive and uh, good science. I don't understand the <laughs> difference between fringe and, and reality. reality. So there is that. <laughs> Disclaimer. I don't necessarily believe everything on them, but I love those shows. <laughs> They're real good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, this guy's like, hey, I'll lend you my crew if you want to go around excavating. 100 gil to place a person. And then you do a little bomb, and then they point and show you where to dig. It's great. You know, excavating. The lunar harp is somewhere in the ground here. We could excavate it for you if you want us to. Guess you better start digging. Other than the lunar harp, what else do you want us to dig for? Good treasure. Normal treasure. Good treasure. The lunar harp! (laughs) All right, then I'll lend you some of my staff. Show us where you want us to dig. Oh my god, is it minigame time? It's been... No! Push switch to set staff in position. We also don't know what switch is. Order a search for 100 gil. Yeah, all right. Can I help you? Press switch. I am. Clearly, you are not. I'm leaving. (laughs) This town sucks. This town sucks. One of those buttons is a switch button. This is definitely a switch. They're not doing anything. Move to the dig point and press switch to select. Stop hitting that button and hit the other ones. Do you mean the ones that I've already hit? All right, let's see how many nights we spend here. Are, are you ready for this nightmare? Give me the good treasure. Receive, Receive mop. mop. Excellent. All right. You know this entire episode is just us digging, right? Let's check how much gill I have at some point. I think I did it like six times, five times before I finally hit the point of no, no treasure being found. <laughs> but uh, I think the first time I found a mop. Hell Which yeah. looks like a weapon for Sid. Very excited to try that out. Next up was I bunt something. It was a long-range weapon that uh, looks like definitely Vincent use. The next thing I found was some stupid key item called the Harp of Butts. I don't even remember. I just left it there. Yeah, I was like, I don't want this. No, just kidding. What is that, Chris? The Lunar Harp. Lunar Harp. Uh, according to all of the randos around the Bone Village, if you play the lunar harp it wakes the forest and you don't get confused if you go into it i didn't actually try going into the forest beforehand so i don't know what happens maybe chris can enlighten us uh you just run in a loop you can't progress through the forest you have to turn around and go back to the village if you don't have the harp so i found the lunar harp and then after that started coming up nothing so Chris uh, wrestled the gamepad out of my hand and was like, Hanny, listen, this is a problem. Like, we're going to have to talk about this later. Your gambling really needs to stop. Spent 2,000 gil on these fucking... I had so much gil, though. You ended with 10,000. Yeah, I had like 26 when I started. <laughs> I spent a lot of gil. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, spent a whole bunch of gil on excavation. And then uh, after I found the lunar harp, which was the key item needed to progress forward, um, tried a couple more rounds just to see if there was anything interesting. Seemingly not. Seemed like I got everything. So um, headed into the uh, into the sleeping forest. As I headed into the sleeping forest, I saw this little red ball rolling around the screen that looks a little bit like a summon materia. And Henny just ran on by. Uh, yeah, I tried chasing it, tried running by it. A whole bunch of nightmares happened. Eventually, Chris was like, you know you, you know where it's going to be. You can just stand there and wait for it, right? And I was like, of course I knew that. Just want to make sure you knew that. Duh. So uh positioned myself as one does and uh, waited for that good, good ball to come at me. Picked it up and we got a new summons materia. Uh, what, what would you call that one? Kujata. Kujata. That's right. Uh, Kujata is pretty fucking cool so far. I've used it a couple times now. Um, I really enjoy it. After we pick that up, there's not really much else in the Sleeping Forest. Um, so just ran through and we come out onto a very bizarre looking cityscape that's like somewhat organic, somewhat inorganic or ancient made. Kind of come off this side of a hill down into a valley almost yeah yeah it's this like kind of parallax scene of as you progress forward uh you see like the parallax view of the valley and like the city and then you're like on a winding path up to it the interesting part about this to me visually was how much of the nature in this area looks like coral yeah um it looks like it should be underwater um and i it was giving me some a little bit of like a atlantis vibes yeah the buildings are very shell shaped as mm-hmm. well most of them are spiral to a degree um a lot of those staircases are spiral um and they just have like an overall shell like conch shell um quality to them coral is a lot of the plant life the music in this area is also really good it is it's very like electro synth yeah it's it's got like a way different vibe than i would choose i think but it was cool it's yeah. good music i think for the setting it actually works pretty well because it's yeah. so like otherworldly compared to everything else we've yeah been to. synth music does a really good job of being ethereal and this is a very ethereal place so we proceed through this um path up to the opening to the city basically there's three branches off of the road towards the city we took the right branch first just to explore Found a, a house, I guess, a seashell kind of house. Uh, had some chests in it. Kind of took whatever we could. There's also some glowing orbs that when you try interacting with them, Klaus just like, what the fuck? I don't speak ancient. What is this garbage? It's like, out of my face. <laughs> like, I don't know how to speak this. And it's like, oh, wish Aerith was with us. Cool. We'll come back with her next pass. I'm going to throw my coffee cup at you. <laughs> what the fuck? The, other, the people who are listening to this podcast who have played the game are also going to throw their coffee cups at you sure it's fine i'm sure it's fine so we carry on uh explore a little bit more of uh this path explored our way back uh and took the left branch uh there's another home down here this one makes you sleep <laughs> it's like makes you spend yeah, the night if you, like, in there. yeah you just slept in a ten thousand year old bed i'm sure that's fine yeah. and uh had a great time with it so we wake up leave and uh, Cloud's like, ah, oh, I hear Aerith yelling from the, or like, I hear Aerith's voice or something. Yuffie was like, how do you hear that? And he's like, I feel it in my soul. Finally, at this point, I couldn't dilly-dally any longer and decided to take the actual way into the City of the Ancients. We come across this building that's got kind of a spiral staircase that goes down into a below city. Yeah, it's like a undercity almost. I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. like... 
it's hard to tell because like it's, we know it's a lost city. We don't know how ancient it is. So like, you know, like it could have been all above at one point and just like collapsed. We kind of descend into the Undercity and in the Undercity, there's a safe point. There's a lake. Yeah. You know, it's where you keep your water, yeah. obviously. And then there's these like jutting stone columns that lead over to a almost like a naturally formed gazebo. I don't know how else. Like, yeah. That's all I can think of. No, is that's, like, that's perfect. Right. That's a perfect description of it. And um, I decided to rush in. Saved, but then I rushed in. I'm so glad I saved. <laughs> uh, rushed in and uh, decided to see what's up with Aerith. She's uh, kneeling. Looks like she's praying. Seems to be praying. Um, you lose control of Cloud, though. Uh, you get some red flashes. Cloud starts shaking his head, doing the, like, I don't want to do this thing. You lose control of the controller at this point. And the only button that works is the action button. Cloud takes an action, but it's not like what you want. The first thing he does is he draws the Buster Sword, and I was like, "Uh, no! Like, put that away! Stop!" And then, like, trying to like get him to move, I hit Square again. He raises the Buster Sword up above Aerith's head. Big no, 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 no. Hey, it's Aerith. Hey, what do you think she's doing? I think we'll see in a moment. Looks like she's doing some praying. Wait. Uh oh. Um. Oh no, Cloud's losing it again. Chris, I'm just gonna leave. What are you doing, Cloud? Why do you have your sword out? I I don't like that I don't have control over my body. Please stop arming yourself. No, 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 no. No! Chris, this is not like, no. This is not what happens. Cloud! Stop! Like, I know what's... I, I think I know what's about to happen. I don't want it to happen like this. It cannot be Cloud. Like, don't do it. Finally, press square again. His last action is he's uh, about to strike Aerith from above. He's He brings the Buster Sword down onto what would be cleaving her in half. Um, But as he does, your other party members scream, like, stop and wait. And, like, Cloud, don't. So, Cloud is able to like gain control at the last second and like hold his buster sword from like, it seems like he's struggling though. It seems like the, the sword still wants to go down, but something is like helping him like pull it back. So he's like struggling to not kill Aerith as she's praying. And at this point he says, what are you making me do? Yeah. Aerith raises her head. Sees cloud right there. Smiles. Beautiful, big smile. Cloud's gazing back at her. Our old friend, Sephiroth, descends from the ceiling. I need to talk slow, because my voice is breaking. And drives Masamune directly through Aerith. No. What is that? It is heartbreaking. It is so unthinkable 
in a video game for me, given the video games that I've played, to lose a character so pivotal to the entire plot, story, literally everything, so early in the game. I can see why people were absolutely fucking livid when this happened because I'm still a little livid and I've known for like 30 years that this has happened. <laughs> it was a really good cutscene. It was beautifully animated. It was beautifully executed. The abruptness of it was extremely striking to me, like a shocking, like just how quickly it happens and how little control you have over it. Like it does a really good way in my, or it, in my mind, what they were trying to do was emulate basically how Cloud feels at that time, which is just helpless. Like, everything's happening too fast, and he has no ability to stop anything. And that's how you feel at that time. Like, I felt absolutely helpless. I, I'm i glad this happened, in a way, because I think this is probably one of the things that gave this game so much staying power, is that, like, this this death is not something that any game had really tried to do before something like this. And I feel like it probably gave a lot of story writers for video games, some Liberty after this point, like, well, they did it. So like, let's do something like, you know, like we, it, it unlocks a lot of paths, right? It, it, it lets people uh, take risks in storytelling that they might not have taken before. And I can, I know there's way more to the why this game has staying power, but that's got to be a massive, massive part of it is just like the shock and abruptness and just like the we don't give a shit. We're telling the story that we want to tell kind of thing, and we're not going to water it down or candy coat it just to make some executive happy. Yeah, it's not catering. At all. No, not at all. Like no one wants Aerith to die, <laughs> least of all me. <sighs> it's very good. It's yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out here. I fucking cried. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cried a lot, man. It's rough. That was a rough scene to watch. Um, I think the only thing I cried at harder was what came after the next chunk. But um, we'll, we'll get there. So, unfortunately, Aerith gets run through. And um, at this point, you know, she's, she starts falling and kind of like falls off of Sephiroth's sword. Something rolls away from her. It looks like a materia or an item or something. I think when it's just a, like a magical orb like that, it's a materia. It was white though, or silver, white or silver. And that's not a materia color, but um, it looked like a materia. It, it falls down those uh, stone columns that you have to jump across to get to Aerith and uh, eventually lands in the lake and just sinks down. Yeah. So at this point, uh, Sephiroth and Cloud have a bit of a dialogue. Um, Sephiroth starts going off on a, you know, whatever, garbage diatribe. I actually don't even know what he said because what happens is Cloud just says, shut up. Mm-mm. Aerith, this can't be real. Do not worry. Soon the girl will become part of the planet's energy. All that is left is to go north. The promised land waits for me over the snowy fields. There I will be. Shut up. Cycle of nature. Your stupid plan don't mean a thing. Aerith is gone. Aerith will no longer talk, no longer laugh, cry, or get angry. What about us? What are we supposed to do? What is this pain? My fingers are tingling. My mouth is dry. My eyes are burning. What are you saying? Are you trying to tell me you have feelings now? 
Of course, what do you think I am? <laughs> Stop acting as if you're sad. And there's no need to act as if you're angry either. Because, Cloud, you are. And like a way before where he'd probably just like listen to his diatribe and, and just like then counter at this point, he's just like, no, shut the fuck up. I will murder you if you stay here another second. Like, how how are we going to deal at this point? Yeah. And the dialogue in this scene is so good because the way Cloud reacts almost seemingly like for the first time, like these are not feelings he's experienced. He does. He's not familiar with this emotion, which is interesting because Sephiroth actually says something akin to like, Oh, don't tell me you're like upset or angry. Like he's like, you can't be. And he says you are. And then just like leaves. And it's like, I'm what? Yeah. As he's rocketing away, Sephiroth style, uh, he drops something on you and a battle starts. Yeah. Seemingly the thing he dropped on you, as we find out is a little bit of Genova. So, immediately, a uh, fight starts. I don't want to fight. I don't feel like it. Ooh. What the fuck just happened? Those bubbles did you in. I'm not okay right now. I need you to know that. I was not looking for this. No? No. Did you catch, I did not catch um, what this Genova's name was. It looked like it was Genova Life, but I wasn't sure. Yep, Genova Life. So that's an interesting little detail is that we have Genova Birth, Genova Life. Seems like we're getting some stages here of the Genova um, monsters. Um, This monster doesn't look super dissimilar from the first one. Like it was like, yeah, I I get what they're going for with this vibe. Uh, This thing's fucking strong. Yeah. Uh, It crushed me. Uh, I don't even know what it did. It's first move, but it it bubbled, and then that fucking destroyed Yuffie one go. It took a cloud out as well, right? Because I got Vincent's limit break off, and then I lost control of Vincent. So Vincent has revive all, which would have been super excellent. However, unfortunately, listener, Chris was like, oh, you got to use Vincent's limit break. It's so sick. I don't know that that's exactly the order that things happened. So I used Vincent's Limit Break, which is really cool until, uh, you know, like it pumped up all of his life. That was sick. Uh, then I lost control of him. So I couldn't use any of his magic or restore or revives or Phoenix Downs, nothing. He did some damage. He started wailing on Genova, but uh, he he died. And I got a game over at Genova. We are rebirthed in the same cavern at the save point. So have to go through the whole Aerith death cutscene again. Didn't feel much different the second time. Still felt awful and I hated it. Um, reached Genova's boss fight again. And this time did a little better. I was more controlled, a little more measured. Uh, kind of knew what I was doing. Threw, threw up some barriers. Uh, started getting into the defensive magic game a little bit more than I usually do. Um, and just started wailing on it with summons. It seemed to have focused mainly, almost entirely on Yuffie. Which was lucky in a way, but also I really wish uh, Yuffie hadn't died <laughs> multiple times. I think I think I lost her twice in that fight. Um, if not, if, if she didn't die the first time, she was like 50 HP before she got a heal off. So I was using Yuffie primarily as a healer and um, Vincent and Cloud primarily as aggro. Yuffie did unfortunately perish. Um... Just remembered what killed Yuffie, actually, and I'm real bummed about it, but I feel like I have to be honest with dear listener. Uh, there's this this, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's this thing that uh, that Genova does called Reflect, right? Yeah. This has killed me before in the past at Shinra Manor. <laughs> um, 
tried to use bio on uh, on Genova and ended up just reflecting it back at Yuffie and murdering her. Um, unfortunately, she was the one at this point that had restore or revive rather, um, and I just didn't have time to focus on getting a uh, Phoenix down out. And I think like two hits later, Genova died. So Yuffie unfortunately did not gain any experience for this battle which is great because she's currently the lowest level party member and i don't like having party members that aren't lined up so the fight ends and we get a black screen with white text on it and it's labeled as genova speaking first time genova spoken uh if i'm not mistaken and it says you are a puppet seeming to finish sephiroth's previous like thought of you are dot 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 for cloud after we get the little message, little interchange between Cloud and Genova, uh, focus down onto the scene of Vincent, Yuffie, Cloud just kind of staring at Aerith's lifeless body slumped up against the side of the little like place they were in. Vincent kind of just like keeps shaking his head and like looks at Cloud and like looks at Aerith and he just like kind of walks off, um, just seemingly very bummed out, but like unable to express that. Yuffie starts just sobbing uncontrollably, hugs Cloud, and just, like, is crying and crying. I do wish I had a different party. Not because of how they did in the battle or anything, but because I think it would have been more appropriate to have Tifa and Barrett in my party at this point. Um, yeah. Purely from a just feels perspective. But, you know, I, I think it was, it was, regardless, it was awesome. It was beautiful. Cloud walks over to Aerith's body and scoops her up and walks her down the stairs and um, into the lake and places her body in the lake and she starts just kind of sinking. (laughs) Don't look at me. (laughs) I'm watching the screen. Oh, yeah. Um, the way he lets her go is just, I know I'm just like, so like fucking drained (laughs) emotionally right now, but it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. Um, at this point you get a pop-up that says end of part one. Would you like to save the game to your PC? Uh, the next immediate thing that happens after you save the game is cloud talking to the rest of the party and his basic like thoughts are i shouldn't do this journey anymore like something's wrong with me there's some part of me that's not me i I don't know what's going to happen like i could make mistakes like i could go crazy like i could hurt people like i i don't know what's going to happen but eric's gone and i have to like keep going like we have to go we have to stop sephiroth like for Aerith. we have to get the black materia before he can use it before he can do anything He's like, I need to keep going, and I want to know one thing. Are you all with me? I need you to come with me and keep me from doing something bad. And <laughs> Vincent goes, yeah, I guess so, <laughs> which is pretty Vincent, seemingly on brand. Um, We party back up. I proceeded to go out of the room, saved the game, and that's where we ended today. Hell yeah. Chris, how you feeling? good yeah 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 um at least one of us is (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) man what a way to 
end of the year, you know? Woof. I guess so, man. I mean, this has really put a bow on 2020. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> it was amazing. Just what an incredible first part. I can't believe we've made it a third of the way through the game. That's bonkers to me. I'm so ready to keep going. I'm so excited to get started and just like see what part two brings. Um, also, that was the last spoiler I knew for the yeah. game. Yeah, I, I know nothing say. from here. Uh, literally everything past this point is uh, green greenfield for me. I'm so excited to just have treat after treat. Um, I don't even know where to go next. I have no idea where to head. Uh, Sephiroth was telling you before Cloud told him to shut the fuck up. Oh, good. Good thing I was paying attention to Cloud, not Sephiroth. Um, cool. Well, I'm going to listen to the episode. Hopefully that part's in, in the next episode of First Encounter so I know where to go before playing. The most appropriate walkthrough, 100% completion guide, First Encounter podcast. Love it. You love to hear it. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to Midgar. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Fuck it. It's been a bit. Absolutely. So, Chris, do you have any thoughts for today's, uh, the rest of today's talk through? Anything you want to go over? Anything you want to touch on? I had a, I had a point. Yeah, let's go over your point first. Excellent. You said uh, there's something related to Advent Children in the Forgotten Capital. Do you remember way back in episode zero when I was hellbent on describing Vincent as a vampire and I was like, he's in some sort of crystal cavern? Yeah. Is that what the was that the lost city in Advent I, Children? I think it was the lost city because I believe Cloud is there. Yes, and they're talking. I don't remember what the whole point is, but I the color palette of those like crystals and stuff like in the underground part of the city. I was like, wait a second. I think what I thought was the Crystal Palace or like some like weird crystal like underground cavern. I think it's actually this. Yeah. So that was a that was all I wanted to bring up, but I, I was starting to connect lines there yeah it has been a long time since i've seen advent children so could be completely wrong 15 years for me yeah i do think oh god now i'm not even gonna make that conjecture it's been too long <laughs> since i've seen that movie i i was like i think that's the point where he sees Aerith's ghost too so like maybe like that would make sense that she's like in that city but i it's been too long i'm not even gonna pretend yeah it's we'll get there yeah so what did you want to talk about well, let's talk about Sephiroth a little I bit. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm mad at him. Because stupid sexy Sephiroth. <laughs> let's the the transformation we've seen of uh Sephiroth's place in this game, I guess. We've gone from Sephiroth the Great Sephiroth, he was a hero, cloud worshipping Sephiroth. Really don't think he's much of a hero no more. <laughs> to Sephiroth losing his shit, not so much a hero, doing some naughties. But unstable unstable to sephiroth dreamy why is he acting weird he's flying through me now doesn't recognize me what are you up to sephi got rocket feet <laughs> got rocket feet to now he knows where cloud we again. are now also he so, he seems to know cloud again seems to or i don't know it just seems like it like from his maybe it's from his control of cloud he's like seen into his mind and is now he's like oh i know you like i know who you are now you're a puppet but um it's been wild. Sephiroth, I think Unstable Sephiroth so far has been my favorite yeah. uh, iteration just because I love watching someone just lose it. I don't know. Like, it just and purely in a fictional standpoint, not in real life, obviously, <laughs> but fictionally, I, I think it's a very powerful moment to, to watch someone's just world unravel. Um, and that was very, very cool to be witness to for Sephiroth in Nibelheim. He 
I think um, Weird Sephiroth, where I'm like questioning like everything, was my least favorite so far. Because um, I'm just like, I, too many questions. Answer some goddamn questions. <laughs> Sit down and drink your goddamn tea. <laughs> Sephiroth. Um, I do think that uh, that uh, this iteration of Sephiroth, where we're getting more and more into his mind and like into scene, like he's still like flying and rocket feeting and doing some weird shit, dropping b- bits of mother on us, <laughs> if you will. Could I have a bit of mother? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, he, right now... Um, this is probably my my I'm 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 getting to the point where I'm really enjoying this part of Sephiroth where he's seems to be very like I don't know if all knowing is the right word but he's very powerful and he knows a lot more than we do and he's not being so strange anymore like he has a purpose he's like defined his purpose and like Bond style told it to us so I I'm really enjoying him at this point as a villain that being fuck him he killed Aerith I love Aerith fuck him yeah <laughs> Um, that was brutal. I'm just, I'm not over it. I'm never going to be over it. I don't think. Yeah. <sighs> and what do you think of Genova and Sephiroth finishing each other's sentences? They're just so close now. I mean, that's just classic mother, mother, son kind of behavior. Don't yeah, you think? This is fine. You and your mom finish each other's sentences all the time, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. Me, too, me and my, me and my mom too. Right after I pull her arm off and throw it at my mortal enemy. <laughs> Classic. Also, mommy, just kidding. I would never do that. Love you. <laughs> um, where's mother? Where's mother? <laughs> um, it's gross. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't think I care for it. I do wonder, you know, a little bit with Sephiroth. We haven't really talked about Genova much, I feel like. Yeah, that is going to be my next uh, touching point. Oh, love it. Let's let's perfect bridge let's right touch to points. it. Um, what? Huh? Please. Perfect. You have the floor. <laughs> um... It's ironic to me, to a degree, that Sephiroth and Genova call me a puppet when it seems a lot like Sephiroth is the true puppet in this. I have a feeling Genova has a lot more pull over Sephiroth than we've kind of gathered up to this point. Like, it seems like Sephiroth's the one in charge, like, gonna get Mother together and stuff. But we haven't talked about Genova really as a sentient being. Like, it's clearly something, right? Like, it was locked in a jar <laughs> at, at in mount nibble seemingly and then at, at another point in um shinra headquarters like the fuck that's like probably a creature like it had a face like there's some sort of like mind to it right and up to this point we've really talked about sephiroth being the one in charge like trying to do all this stuff but i wonder how much of that is really sephiroth's plan versus how much of that is actually Genova's plan engineered by Sephiroth because she, you know, for whatever reason, not sure why right now, doesn't have agency to like move about by herself. Like she can't leave or move. And like that could be if she doesn't have strength or she doesn't have, you know, the mental fortitude anymore or something. Like I don't I don't really know what it is or or physical fortitude rather. Um, but it seems to me like Sephiroth's the actual puppet here, not Cloud, and that he shouldn't be using such big mean words at me. <laughs> puppet. It's got like three whole consonants in it. <laughs> Four. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm 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 vibing right now, is I'm wondering I'm I'm really thinking that Sephiroth, while he is the intended big bad or the you know, maybe even a red herring for Genova being the actual big bad. I do, th- I do think he's more of a puppet than even he knows at mm. this point. 
Mm-hmm. Curious, curious. <laughs> curious. Do you know what's really bothersome about these mic shields? What's that? I can't see your face, so I can't see if you're smiling or not. I can only see your eyes. Perfect. Perfect. That's the only place you should be looking. Always. Those limpid pools. So how do you feel about Genova taking an interest enough to talk to us now? That's concerning because Genova's left nut, for all I know, whatever he dropped on us that gave rise to Genova life, uh, did a full party wipe and then did a partial party wipe the next round. Uh, really concerned that the whole mind and body coming together might not like me. Feel like I need to be at least 60 levels higher before that happens. Pretty concerned about that. Don't really like sticking my neck out far enough to have an actual maybe God be upset with me. <laughs> love it. You love to see it. Excellent. Well, I think that about does it for me. You got any lasting thoughts for this episode? I have so many thoughts about this, but I just don't, I don't know how to formulate them at this point. I'm still very upset by Aerith's death. I knew it was coming. I've talked about it since episode zero, but I'm, I'm, pretty devastated by it and i just don't i can't like put a cohesive thought together right now but i'm gonna be at a very big loss without Aerith moving forward um this game is going to be fundamentally different feeling moving forward like Aerith had that bright playful spirit that like was all the like good in the world you know and now that that's gone you know like that's gone for for me for cloud for our party and it's just I'm wondering how we'll ever be happy again, you know, or like, or, or just like, what, what can we do to like move forward? Like, yeah, sure. We can get revenge on Sephiroth. We can save the planet, but it's not going to bring Aerith back. Yeah. Aerith really balanced out a lot of the party members, like her interactions with all of them, Barrett, Red 13, Tifa. Tifa like, yeah. Kate Seth even yeah. like it was, yeah, she was like the mom of the group. She was like the best friend. She was the shoulder to cry on. She was the compassionate one. She was the funny one. She was, she was a lot. And I, I'm going to be very, her loss is going to be felt like for me playing through the rest of the game. I, I don't know how I'm going to get through two thirds of this game uh, without, I, I it's going to be interesting to see how many times I say like, oh, I'm going to put Aerith back. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for the story talk. We've got a couple of things to touch on. We just finished part one of final fantasy 7 we've released an episode every two weeks for an entire year which blows my mind that's wild we've been pretty consistent about it yeah um this is gonna go out then january for the whole month we're gonna stop releasing episodes so we can record a bunch get caught up and ahead of schedule um to make it a lot easier for us going forward in 2021 We'll also have some uh, pretty cool news coming up. Yeah. Some stuff going on behind the scenes that don't want to touch on yet because it's not quite ready, but stay tuned for what's happening. When do we get to play the game again, Chris? Shortly after New Year's Eve? Yeah, we'll see. I, I want you to stew on this for a little bit. I'm stewing. I can tell you that right now. My juices are basted. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next year. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye, Aerith. <laughs>